We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, everybody. Jim Hack and Pete Davidson, the Fantasy Football Guys here at WEEI. Hope you enjoyed the show on Sunday, the Fantasy Football Hour. Pete and I will be back next Sunday to uh, get into Week 7. But before we do, it is Tuesday. It is Waiver Wire Day. Get over your horrible nights uh, from Sunday and Monday. If you had one, I lost by like a, a half a point in a league I really needed to win. Pete's got some tales of woe too, but we've got some <laughs> we've got some solutions for you. Yeah, hopefully in the name of the waiver wire. Pete's got a great article up up on uh, wei.com, and this podcast is set to accompany that. How you doing, yeah, Peter? I'm doing all right, man. Good. You're being a little bit probably too kind on that article, though. <laughs> it's just a freaking way for one. Yeah, it's a list, but I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll get <laughs> it's we'll a, a list. We'll add a Pete, little color Pete to it. He copied and pasted someone else's way of a wire on E. Uh, no, <laughs> I, would never, I would never do that. Although, you know, it's funny. We are getting to that point of the season where. Like one guy's waiver wire does look like exactly. Oh yeah, because like you, you get in. It's a scrap. You can't it's start a making up names. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. We're at that point where it's pretty damn obvious who is out there. Um, and uh, yeah, let's let's walk through this thing and, and and talk about these guys and and hit as many as we can. Yeah. Well, here's the here's the big thing is that there's four good teams. Well, four teams on the bye this week. You know, three, yeah. with, with some fantasy viability. You know, you lose Pittsburgh, you lose Green Bay, you lose Oakland, you lose Seattle. So. There's some talent on those teams, and uh, you're going to need a little help. Yeah, so especially the first two. But yeah, yeah, yeah. All four of them have numbers. All four of them have a, a lot of guys. All the, except for I guess Carr. All the they're all viable quarterbacks. Yeah, so. and even Seattle, who's struggling, has Tyler Lockett. You got Doug Baldwin. You got Russell yeah. Wilson. You know, uh, Carson and Oakland's all got ten Cooper. Running backs, yeah, yeah, Lynch. So you know, there's a lot there to talk about. So we're going to go top to bottom. Let's start with the quarterbacks, and uh, a lot of leagues out there. Let's hit, let's hit these last chance. Uh, oh, you want to hit I'll, some I'll, last chance? Guys? I'll rip. I'll rip through him real quick all right ingram i was shocked to find out that he was available in 30 percent of leagues so i put him up there yeah last chance options that's what that's what this is about that's just when something catches my eye and it's like you know what check this out just in case um it's not that ingram is really a waiver wire guy i'm just surprised that his ownership is so low same thing goes with howard it was like 55 percent which yeah. is amazing to me now that's probably because when he was first hurt they threw out a possible four week lapse as it right. turns out he didn't actually miss a game yeah. because of the bye week um, Clement, not that much under 60%, so he needs to be added in all leagues. Yeah, Tariq for Cohen, sure. available in like three out of ten leagues. That's sort of crazy. That's nuts. Robbie Anderson, six out of ten leagues. Winston, around 60% ownership. Njoku, almost three out of ten leagues availability. And I think Njoku's about to explode. So Yeah, um, feels that way. Yeah, I mean, Mayfield is smart. He's far from stupid, and he knows where his bread's going to be buttered. And he knows that if he's going to have a good close to the year, he needs to get Njoku going. I, it just sort of seems like, it, you know, it's so funny the difference between like a smart quarterback and a dumb one, mm-hmm. and a smart OC and a dumb one, or a coach who's mailing it in at the end of his career and a guy who's still trying to make his bones, you know? Yep. And Mayfield, you can see, he's looking around him, he's scoping his rifle, and he's figuring out how he's going to move forward. And Njoku's one of the guys. You know, it's Njoku and Landry and then whoever else develops. I was going to say, he hasn't hit Landry much the last couple of weeks. As a Landry well, owner, he's been pretty pretty uh, ugly statistically the last couple of weeks. I'm a big fan of Landry, weeks. as you know. But the thing about what they've done with Landry is they have moved him outside. Mm. He's playing more snaps outside, less snaps inside. That makes it harder for him to free up for a couple reasons. A, he's not facing slot corners anymore, so his size advantage has sort of gone that mm. way. It's no longer there. And also, you face better cornerbacks outside who can use the boundary against yeah. you. And, you know, Landry's a lot of things. Fast is not one of those things. Yeah, he's a get-open guy. He's a volume guy. Well, he's, he's a get-open guy in the right situation. Yeah. What he really is is a phenomenal route runner. Um, who generally is going to give you a small window getting out of breaks. But those windows close fairly quickly, especially Mm. against good outside corners. So it's sort of predictable what's happening to Landry when you mix it in with the fact that teams can key on him because, you know, Higgins is hurt and Callaway's struggling and they don't have a whole lot else. They decided Josh Gordon didn't didn't fit, which I can sort of understand, I guess. Thank you. But it leaves a hole. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, for sure. So – 
you know they that, got rid of Coco too. I mean, Coco was a likely successor, and everybody he, got rid of Coco. Yeah, yeah. Coco got Coco got rid of himself, yeah. I think. Um, so you know, I, I, there's there's definitely sort of a vacuum uh, right now in the passing game for Cleveland. And the, by the way, the other thing about Landry is, and this goes right to what we're saying, he's been playing with a sore knee, mm. which exacerbates all the stuff we just said. Yeah. You know, so I, Landry, I think, comes back. He he probably ends up doing very well. But he definitely could use the field bounced around him. Jarvis Landry's not on the NFL level. He's not a player who's used to getting any extra help. He's not used to safety help on top of him. Yeah. That's not the kind of stuff he's used to dealing with. He's not Odell Beckham. That's an adjustment. That's a big adjustment for him. Yeah. I mean, he's not that kind of player. He's he, he's a very specific football player. He's a really good football player, mm. in my opinion. Mm. But you want to use him the right way. See, this is what worries me about a guy like Hugh Jackson, who I always rip on here, <laughs> rightfully so, is that can You're he— You're the only one. Yeah, no, I know. But, <laughs> but can he figure that out, you know, schematically? I would say no. Well, I don't—my guess is that that's not really his call. It's Haley's call. Let's hope so. Uh, you know, and Haley does some weird things, too. I was going to say, I'm not exactly psyched that it's Haley. You know, he's Well, Haley's an interesting too. character, right? He had some limited success in KC, and then he ended up eventually— having a lot of success with the Steelers. It took him a while, man. It took him some time. If you remember, the first season was a little ugly. He didn't get along with Roethlisberger. But then all of a sudden, once he got everything in place, things started to work pretty well. So uh, the interesting thing in Cleveland is, like, when Haley and Hugh are, like, interacting with one another, like, I I can't even figure out what that's like. Like, Does Hugh view Haley as his successor? If he's smart, he probably does. Yeah, I mean, he should. You know? I mean, that was the whole the whole way they've conducted their business in Cleveland is so strange, and strange is probably a kind way of putting it. You know, well, Hard Knocks is weird. Like the the dialogue between I didn't watch that much of it. I saw limited. Parts yeah, of it. like the 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 kind of like the inside meetings, like you know the White House meetings in terms of like Hugh and his staff, his consigliaries and or his advisors. They were weird. There was definitely a defensive tone. With Jackson, like, yeah, you're looking at it from a coordinator's perspective. I'm looking at it from the head coach perspective. Like, it's definitely like a my dad's bigger than your dad type but of conversation. But you're not qualified to be a head coach. <laughs> exactly, right. That's why I'm weighing in. He's qualified. To, I mean, Hugh Jackson's not even a good coordinator. No. He's a quarterback's coach. Yeah. That's what he is. Yeah. Pretty good one, too. But he's a guy who's been elevated above his level of expertise. Um, it's pretty obvious, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's just you know I we, we let's we'll get off this fast but the thing that bugs me with Cleveland is a they sacked Sashi which was sort of weak yep I mean you could I can understand them getting rid of him I suppose but the way they did it and then the way they sort of kicked him after he was out the door I thought that was really lowbrow mm-hmm. especially when you consider that these people probably came in because of the strong hand that was left to them right. The guy who left said strong hand yeah, right. was Sashi. So it's like, you know, I, you know, now we're going to – the whole thing, we're going to draft real football players now. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't cool. I, It rubbed me the wrong way. I thought it was sort of classless. Well, the other thing that pisses me off about them is that they – other than this, I mean, they could be undefeated for heaven's sakes if they just could get their shit together. Yeah, and it, well, that's the other thing. And if you're going to do that and you're going to say he didn't know what he was doing, well, why are you keeping his coach? And if you're going to bring in Haley to sort of – set your head coach up to fail, why don't you just have enough guts to hire Haley as your head coach? And fire him, yeah. Exactly. You know, so Dorsey strikes me. I I would not want Dorsey as my GM. I know he has some strong personnel uh, moves on his resume. I'm not saying he's a complete idiot, but he's not the kind of guy I'd want running my team. Yeah, it reminds me of something I heard Jack Welch from uh, General Electric once say. He's like, you know, if you you do this the right way, if you, like, if you, basically he was saying, if you treat someone like shit, you don't have to fire them. I'm like, you coward. That's a, get some balls. Wow, just, that's like the Donald Trump divorce. That, that, that's exactly that, that's exactly what he said. Like he's like, you know, if yeah, you, Welch is sort of a whoa. Blank. I was like, you dick. Like you know, just got to put some stones on him, fire somebody. So to the owner of Cleveland, it is sort put of, some and, stones on him, fire him. Yeah, exactly. You know, you you have an opinion, own that opinion, right? Act on that opinion. Do what you think is right, but you know they sort of did. They, they did the come in and buy time kind of thing. Yeah, we'll keep you. Then we'll throw him under the bus. Then if we like what Haley's doing, we'll make him head coach. If not, we'll go get. We'll go outside of the organization. It's just all weak. And then you waste another year of exactly. Joku and and, 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 and the and, young and great quarterback in Mayfield who and, looks and, great potentially. What you do in addition, you're, you're. I agree with everything you just said, and it's worse than that. 
because you infect Mayfield. Right. You're 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 giving him coaching that you yourself don't fully believe in. Yeah, and you give him Clevelanditis. Like they they're finally getting over. You got you got a cure on the field. He has the feel of the kind of kid where you're not going to be able to damage him. Yeah. Because he's just too strong between the years. He's got Moxie. Yep. I love that kid. I really do. Yeah. I Lots mean, to I, like. I, 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 I didn't have the stones to rank him ahead of Darnold. I had them like tied for the top spot, if you recall. Yep. But I have to admit, just from a standpoint of watching him play, I, I, I don't know that I've liked a quarterback more than Mayfield since I started doing this. He's fun. He's just so incredibly easy to believe in. Yeah. Because his fundamentals are so good and his eyes are downfield like all the time. It's it's a remarkable thing. He's but different. Way, and, and he's so small. The fact yeah. that he does it at that height, it's, it's a lot like Breeze. Yeah, he's a lot different than uh, Rivers, but for some reason he reminds me of him. I just think it's his grit. I just think it's his grit. Like when you watch him on TV. Well, it'll be but, interesting to see. Know? I mean, that's really, to me, that's the money question. I mean, I agree. He definitely has grit. But what what, what we really want to know about him is how well is he going to hold up to sustained contact Yeah, to the beating. Time? Yeah. Yeah. And can he become a good enough quarterback like Breeze to avoid most of it? Yeah. Because that's the key to him is don't don't prove that you're tough enough. Prove that you're smart enough to not get hit yeah. to the maximum. That's ability. the question with him, I think. Yeah, he might. Yeah. He, he could. He could fall victim to his own toughness so have you let me ask you this and we're yeah. not going to get into the patriot game we'll talk about it yeah uh, later in the week have you seen it yet i was at the red, you were at the, I was sox, at the red sox sunday night right. um i've dvr'd the patriots i got about halfway through it last night oh, okay um i so got it's just there's so much going on i it's felt like the I fourth just, quarter i missed all the good stuff i know it was <laughs> right i i uh i missed 80 percent of what tyreek did i know i i've, I've <laughs> it's I, I said to a young coworker of mine earlier before we hopped in the studio it's like you get to a certain age, you know, you, you have family and stuff like that. You get the Red Sox playing until like 1230 at night all the time in, in the playoffs. You get the Pats. The Celtics start up tonight. Don't want to miss that. I'm like, geez, if I ever want to see my wife again or like kiss my kids, then there's the other, all the other stuff I'm doing, the column, the show, <laughs> the podcast with you, my, my normal job here, all that other stuff. And it's like, God, you know, I, I'm like, I actually, I, I can't believe it's Tuesday and I haven't finished the Patriots game yet. Which yeah, I always my, see live. My wife, yeah. my wife, who you know, and I were, sure. were saying uh, – Yesterday, it's like, well, we can't be sick because we don't have time to be sick. You don't have to, exactly. <laughs> but we are. You yeah. can probably hear it. Yeah. Um, and she's, she's worse off than I am. Right oh, now. man. Rough week around now. It's, man, you have kids, you get sick. That's just the way it is. They yeah. bring it home with them. Well, the worst thing about twins is, like, my poor wife, it was predictable. They spit I, on I, everything. <laughs> but, like, Justin got it uh, Tuesday night. Then he got over it Wednesday. You got to keep him out a day because of because of school, right? You Gavin, almost want to put him in the crib together when one of them gets sick, so at least they'll be sick at the same time. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like a ten day sickness. Uh, yeah. Gavin picks it up from Justin, and then who gets it on Saturday? But Jill, I'm like, oh, man, I felt no. Bad that, well, that's the thing. We've had that. It's like a relay race through the house, and you end up with sickness in the house for like two weeks yeah. when it could be one. Germ volleyball. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so back to last chance options. Evan Ingram, OJ Howard. They're Really, the exact same pickup. Yeah, you get either one of those guys, you should be very happy. Yeah, and Joko too. Right. So really, all those guys are just obvious. Like if, like I don't know how each individual goes through their waiver wire, but you just sort, go through the various positions, look at projected for the week, look at stats for the year, look at look at your players in every conceivable angle to make sure you're not missing anyone. And know your league too. Like you know, if you've got like a short bench league, it's very likely someone cut Engram. You know what I mean? It's very likely because they just can't deal. They don't have the bench depth to deal with an injury for right. a few weeks. So right. he could be out there. That's a right. that's a that's a haul. It's a nice pickup if you can it get. It really it. is. So yeah, the, obviously, if any of those guys are available, I'd, I'd go get them. Uh, at quarterback, Mayfield is at the top because he's got a great matchup this week, and then two good ones to follow. Mm. Which is the reason in one of our leagues that we're in together, Jim, and you picked up Winston when I cut him. Yep, I cut Winston because. Rodgers is my quarterback, and Mayfield had a better matchup this week. That yeah. was it. I saw him win some the waiver wire. I was yeah. like, well, thank I've you. Been doing, if I've been doing, well, you didn't get that much. But it, quarterbacks aren't worth anything. They're not worth anything right now. Yeah. Because well, there's 38 points in that league. Ah, crap. It's, he's not worth anything. They aren't Quarterbacks aren't worth a plug nickel no matter who they are because everybody's got one. 
Yeah, because he puts There's up 35, and the other guy, he puts up 38, right and someone now. else puts up 34. It's, it's negligible. Crazy. Yeah, I hear what like, you're People have not made the adjustment yet. We're all slowly making this adjustment to the, the fact that the NFL, this is the year. We've it been is waiting for this year. You it's happening. Been, yeah, you and I have been talking about feet. it for like four or five years. Yes, and it's happening finally right now. I don't. I don't think it's ever going back. Um, now, some things will happen. Like defensive players will slowly adapt to these rules, and we'll start seeing less flags. And I think at some point, I think they're going to pull up a little bit mm. on these rules, and yeah, maybe not be quite as harsh. I think they're throwing extra flags right now to get people's attention. Yep. But, you know. Uh, over time, I think that you know they'll, they'll, it won't be quite as sharp. They'll 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 hold some of those flags. Yeah, I agree with you. And then also the players will adapt to the rule, and, and hopefully we won't see as much of this. But you know, you and I talked about this last week. If they're gonna if they're gonna hammer every guy who tackles a quarterback normally, how is Burfick not in jail? I know. Like they're talking about not finding that guy. I know. And I mean, I, and he's I back. Know, yeah, I know the hit on AB. It wasn't that bad. I mean, he wasn't tackled yet. It wasn't a late hit. It was just a dirty hit. Yeah. I mean, it was it, the thing about it that was dirty is that it was clearly intentional. Yes. And that's him. That's his M.O. Yeah. That's, he tr- that's who he is. He tried to get it with his shoulder. It, it, in, in Vontae's perfect, you know, history, this is not one of the really bad ones. I've seen much worse. But that's his M.O. Like he, he's, right. a, he's an endomican Sue. He's a, he's a dirty he's player. A, he's that's a, exactly what The he guy is. from the Redskins that the Pats had for a bit that was a failure. And this is a guy, yeah, a I mean, at least too. Sue has gotten a little better. You don't hear about him every week yeah, now. Yeah, But this guy is coming off of his suspension. Hainsworth is the guy I was thinking of. And he yeah. he, he comes out, does the thing to A.B. They've got him on film. And Roth, Roethlisberger says he was pointing at Juju Smith-Schuster saying, you're next. You're next, yeah. Good God. NFL. <laughs> you need to suspend this guy. Yeah, absolutely. He, he, he He's not... Even trying to play by your rules, no, he's, he's a thug. His nose he's, an, he's an absolute thug. That guy. Yeah, bad gotta, news. I mean, so, so anyway, long wind up. We're going to get back to these players here. But if the NFL is going to sit there and freak out and clutch their pearls every time a quarterback comes near a big hit, could we start protecting the receivers? Yeah, and the running backs and the tight ends and defensive players. I'm going to say, yeah, when a running anybody, back, yeah, running back cheap, drops his helmet, you know, cheap shots, late hits, yeah. all that stuff. Start throwing the flags on that stuff too, because you know, I'm, I, we all love the quarterbacks. Nobody wants to see their quarterback go down, but they're also all human beings. Yep. Hey, just did you see this just in? No. Uh, Miami-based writer Le'Veon reporting Monday. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I don't want him to report it because uh, 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 Connor uh, owners stay of away. Of course, of course you don't. But <laughs> it, it would be psychotic for him not to. Wait a minute. So they're saying Monday next week. I just opened it. Give me a second here. Yeah, that's weird. I, I, I he. Why would he pass up a week's worth of pay on the bye week? That's weird. Yeah, he's it's strange. You figure he'd give himself advice. a couple weeks, like with the, in the system, right? Well, he get paid by the week, right? So. It's the bye week. Like, you get a check this week. Like, why wouldn't you show up on a non-game week and get paid? Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Maybe he doesn't get paid in the bye week or something. No I, detail I, on it yet. I don't think that's the case, but maybe I'm wrong. It's just um, a headline now. I'm not getting detail on but be advised. Yeah. But uh, Yeah, no, that's 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 a big deal. Yeah, and for you Connor owners, we're going to get some running backs. So you, you might need a little help with that because that can make things really muddy over there. Uh, yeah, if you've just been, like, riding Connor like you reinvented the wheel, well... <laughs> yeah, you got you got some reality coming down yeah, the pike. So, a flat tire. I'll tell you. Well, I don't think a flat tire. I think you'll be riding on the donut. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I think I I would be really surprised if the Steelers just put Connor in ice. I, I was going to say really if I'm surprised. Tomlin, I'd be like, screw you, Bell. You know what I mean? I'm gonna, you well, know, tough call because <laughs> Bell is better. And what's their record? I wonder if he's better with all this time off, though, Pete. You know what I mean? Like he could be, he could be working out like a fiend on his own. It's not the same. You know, it's not the same. It's proven. Eh, It's time proven. It's time proven. I don't know. I, I mean, I know what you're saying. I don't totally disagree. But you know, not getting hit is good too. No, that's true. But as as long as yeah, as long as he's got his, his 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 you know his legs under him, but like it's different. Than having a, a OTAs, a, a, a spring camp, a summer camp, a training camp, I'm not preseason, a regular saying, season, you know? But just in terms of what we've been saying, this is the new NFL, and nobody hits anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like they, don't hit, they don't hit during the week, really. 
They don't have two-a-days. They don't hit much in really even in August. That's one of the reasons Thursday Night Football's gotten a little bit better, is like, I, I think, because they're just not as – they're banged up from Sunday, but they don't hit as much during the week. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, it's all offense all the time. So I, I, I think you're – well, first of all, I think Connor is going to get playing time no matter what because I think – first of all, the Steelers and Le'Veon are done, yeah, right? right? They're done. There's no way they're going to kiss and make up after this. Like, I just do not see the Steelers being, yeah, yeah, we're going to take care of you now after you left us high and dry for right. seven weeks. I mean, I think everybody's at fault in this situation, but I also think everybody's really pissed off and there's egos involved, and I don't see any way this gets fixed because I think they were already at their rational extreme with that last offer they made. Mm. Like, I think Pittsburgh was probably uncomfortable with the last offer that got turned down. Like I, it was like one of those trades where you offer it, and when the guy turns it down, you're like, "Oh, good." Yeah, <laughs> I sort of didn't want to do that trade anyway. Yeah, it's like you the know? Red Sox fake contract offer to John Lester and Mo Vaughn. It's like here's just enough to make you say no. Right. So I, you know, my guess is after being completely soured on Bell, after him pulling that move that he's pulled, which on some level I understand, but from the Steelers' point of view, it's it's not okay. And now and then since then, Connors looked pretty good. Yeah. Hey, before we go too deep on this, yeah. I just went back to uh, my source uh, online that I'm looking yeah. at, and they pulled that headline. Okay. So it's kind of interesting. So, okay. Well, it's still something to watch, though. Yeah. So, well, well, yeah, let's wrap this up real quick right now. But first of all, I think Connor is going to at least retain some flex appeal if Bell comes back. Sure. And then more to the point, I think the Steelers now view Connor as their long-term starter at running back. Yeah, I would think so. And and because of that, I don't think you ice him. You know? And he's been, think, a, good, he's been a good soldier, and he's been he's productive been, the whole time. And he's been know? a good player. So um, I think Bell eventually probably gets the starter's gig back in a couple weeks, but I do think it'll be sort of a shared backfield, maybe leaning towards Bell. Yeah. That's my gut. Yeah, we'll see. All right, let's let's keep going through more of these. QB. So we talked about Mayfield a lot um, in, in the in the S storm that is the Browns, but he's available in some leagues. So check your leagues. You know he's got That's good why matches. Called the Browns, right? I guess. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. So all these guys are horses for courses. Quarterback pickups. You know, Flacco's got a pretty good closing schedule. Yeah. Trubisky's passed his by. He's got a decent closing schedule, and <clears throat> they've definitely learned. You know, you got to give that that Nagy dude some credit. He's doing a lot of good. With that offense, and yeah. he's got a quarterback who's not ready. I'm always impressed with guys who can get an offense working with a quarterback who isn't ready. And get winning, yeah. Yeah, that's impressive, and I think it bodes well for everybody on that offense going forward over the next couple of years that Nagy's running it. Um, Bortles, we all know what the deal is with Bortles. Prescott was a late entry. Uh, he looked real good. Yeah, he got. Uh, he's, he's, two, he's getting better. Two of the last three games, they're, they're unleashing him on the ground a little bit, which I think is very important, mm. and their schedule is relatively favorable. So if you need a quarterback in the next few weeks, he can also help you. Manning was a look way forward. I don't know if you read it, Jim, but basically he's the guy who's got Tampa on week 11, Yeah, and week 11's a big, ugly bye week. Um, right. I think, so I you have six teams that week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so store now. Right. Yeah. So, it, you know, maybe not this week, but I think next week, you know, get in there and grab Eli early and, and you have a nice play for week 11 and then, you know, uh, an open roster spot after that. Yeah, there's six teams on the bye week 11? I think that's yeah, what it is. Yeah, I think it is. That's uh, that's big. Yeah. I, I think week 11 is the one week I know, like, I look at all my teams and I'm like, ooh, week 11 is not good. Yeah, I got to win now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I just know I've got major bye crunch that week. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm actually going to. I'm pretty sure it's 16, so let's just confirm it since yeah, it is. we're here. One, yeah, two, three, looked. four, five, six. Yeah, Frisco, yeah. Jets, Patriots, Dolphins, Browns, and Bills. Yep. So, yep. so there you go. Big week. And then uh, just on Prescott, you know, he's he hasn't until this week been able to focus on any one or two or three receivers. And he actually got a little bit of a lather going with uh, Beasley, who's the one he knows the best out of that lot. Not yes. surprising. He He got some going with Beasley, and in addition to that, Michael Gallup looked all Yeah, he's talented. Yep. He looked like he was really coming on. And for those people who didn't watch the game or don't know, you know, Gallup had a touchdown called back. Uh, Gallup's touchdown, he missed it by, like, he just didn't get the second foot down. Yeah. Like, his second foot came down on top of his other foot. 
and he was sort of spinning. Mm. So it never hit the it never hit the end zone. It hit the back of his other leg. But if you're and looking to see what he can do, but it was yeah. a beautiful touchdown. Yeah. So um, and and on the day he played 59 snaps. Um, you know, you know, only one catch, but if he had made that other catch, he would have been over 50 yards with a touchdown on the day. Mm. Uh, and the fact that he is at 59 snaps against Jacksonville, that's impressive. Yeah. Um, that's 19 more snaps than he played in any other game so far this year. So I think the move to Gallup is being made and he will definitely be an addition to the bigger wire. Uh, on Rotobon. Yeah, so yeah, who who we don't get to here or who you don't see in the article, Pete's going to do an expanded waiver wire, and the guys like that will be there. Uh, a couple more QBs I want to get to, Pete. C.J. Beathard surprised me a little bit the last couple of weeks. He's actually keeping that team kind of in game. Yeah, he's battling. Me. I mean, you don't want him. No. But, you know, if, if he's Break there, glass if needed kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, he's there if you yeah. need him. And, I mean, look, he's playing more functionally than I think most people thought. Yep. Um, he's got some people he can rely on, and they've got – um. Goodwin's now healthy, obviously, after yep. he did. So, Beathard's functional. If you need something, he can help you, and definitely in really deep leagues and two QB formats. And that's the reason I threw Derek Anderson on there as well. Um, we don't know that he's going to be the starter yet, but do they go out and add him proactively last week if they're thinking they want to play Peterman again? No. I think the answer is no. So, and now Allen looks like he's going to be out for maybe two to three, something like that. And it's a long time ago with Anderson, but he actually had some moments, and you know, as yeah. a fantasy starter. Yeah, when you, I picked him up in the up. fishbowl last week. Yeah, I was that desperate. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that that does it with the quarterbacks. I could have thrown a couple more names on here. Um. To anybody who's making moves tonight, if you if you need a little extra guidance or a second opinion, hit me or maybe Jimmy up on Twitter. Yeah. We'll, we'll do what we can to help. I'll, I'll be, be online there. throughout the night. I'll be there. I'll um, be focused on the Red Sox uh, and the Celtics, but I'll, I'll have Twitter up. So Yeah, r- running back is tougher to figure. Well, it's interesting. So as we started the podcast. And things we, have changed since I put the yeah. put this thing so up. So Pete put the article up well, a couple hours ago. Before Devontae Freeman went on yeah. IR. Yeah, and so we get in the studio and Freeman went on IR. So things change a little bit. Yes, so I think Ito Smith jumps up over Hines. Yeah. Um, into the Smallwood area, probably. So let me just um, roll down the list of how yeah. you had him ranked and then that give that yeah, some shape, Yeah, I wouldn't shape, even right? call this – and that's something we need to talk about. I, I don't put a number next to these guys' name for a reason because this isn't so much a ranking. It's a very generalized ranking list. Like a listing. It's more like a list. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. these guys, depending on your situation, any one of the top four or five guys might be the guy for you to go after. Um you know, if you need a play for this week, it's probably Barber or Murray or maybe Ito. But if you're looking for a guy for the rest of the season, I'd be on Chubb or Mac. Right. That's, you know, it's so it really it's a horses for courses thing. You know, I mean, the, as far as Chubb goes, it's not that complex. He's really good. <laughs> he's really big. He's really healthy. And he's playing in an offense that's probably going to keep getting better. Yeah. The guy he's playing behind has been given every chance in the world, and he's plugging along at under 3.5 a carry. Yeah, he's been decent. You know, and, and, and look, I'm not saying Hyde's a 3.5 per carry back. He's not. He's better than that. But I've got Chubb as being a little bit better just on my film work. I like Chubb just a little bit better. Yeah. And the thing about Chubb is he gives them a vertical element because Chubb is a very straightforward runner, and he doesn't overcut at all. Hyde's a little bit more of a lateral runner, uh, and I just think Chubb would be great for that offense. And I think once once they start giving him 10 carries, and I think that's coming this week. Yeah, it could. I think, think that the switch could happen within a week or two once he actually starts getting, you know, as we like to say, a lather. And nothing will help Mayfield more than having a back who's really attacking the box. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it just seems to me – and. and you know, look, we're counting on the Browns doing the right thing here. So <laughs> there, there is a flaw in our reasoning. I won't, right. I won't deny that. But to me, their play action game will be so much better if they get Chubb back there. Yeah, and the other thing too is if you if you watch a couple of weeks ago that game against Oakland, <laughs> well, he yeah. showed, he showed, like they, <laughs> well, right, right. I mean, yeah, we don't, we didn't need to see that to know that he can do it. Certainly, he did it. Well, I say that because I'm not because like Hale, did Haley and Hugh Jackson see it? That's my question. I saw it. You saw it. Rational <laughs> well, thinking people saw it. Did the they see the, it at the end of the game, or maybe it was on Monday's presser? Jackson did say we got to get Chubb the ball, and then they came back with 
basically the same exact workload he'd had all year long. Right. And then they did it again week six. So I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, look, on some level, I understand what happens with these coaches. They say something, it seems like a good idea. Then they have to go out and plan the game. And who are you going to pull? Yeah. It's not easy. Because they've got – the one thing about that backfield – I think they odd, talk before they actually game plan sometimes. That is well, the issue, right? Because they, they get asked the question, hey, this guy really looked good. Do you have any plans for him? Yeah, we have plans for him. And then they go and they look at the or what they want to do heading into the week. Like, ah, you know what? This might not be the week. Well, it, what I'm saying here is that it, it, if you look at the way that backfield plays out every week, it's strange. Um, so, like, when I rank the receivers every week, there'll be some guy I'm like, oh, yeah, i got to have this guy in my top 20 this week. And then once I get my top 20, I'm like, oh, wow, I can't fit him in. Yeah. It's like, he's not top 20. There's 20 guys better. Yeah. When you look at the Cleveland backfield, almost every week, Duke Johnson's playing 45 yeah, I was gonna say, he's to a, 50% yeah, of the snaps. Now, he's, not, he's not getting anywhere near that amount of touches. He was complaining a couple weeks ago, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he correctly. was complaining. Yeah. So, so Duke is playing a lot, but not touching a lot. Right. Hyde is – listen to this, because Hyde's getting all the touches, but listen to his snap percentages by on per game throughout the year. 53, 58, 58, 61, 33, 43. Mm. That's not a lot of playing time. Mm. But if you flip it and look – now let's pretend we don't know that, and let's look at his touches – 22, 16, 23, 22, 17, 14. That's just the carries. Yeah, so when he's out there, he's getting the ball. Right. They're basically, anytime he's on the field, they're running they're the feeding ball. Feeding him, yeah. So, first of all, I don't like that. That's predictable. Because your personnel is a tell to what you're going to do. One of the reasons the Patriots' backfield is so great is because they don't give it away with their personnel. Right. Um, a little different now because of the injuries, but when they're fully stacked, absolutely. Yes, but I do think Michelle can do more than he shows. Yeah, so he's going to. He's going to. That's 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 coming. I think. With yeah, Michelle, I think if if Michelle stays healthy and White stays healthy, six weeks from now, I think the tendencies will be tougher to figure. I agree. Um, I mean, White will always be a better receiver than Sony Michelle, but that's not about Michelle being bad. It's about White being really good. Yep. Um. So yeah, I mean, I mean, and look, the Patriots. They do horses for courses sometimes, too. They bring in LeGarrette Blunt, You know what's coming. But the thing is, the Patriots will use a lot of play action off of Blunt. Right. So, you know, the Patriots are always going to play smart to the Patriots. We can stop. Um, <laughs> so, so it's never going to change. Um, so, look, Chubb to me is – I already own him everywhere, so yeah. I'm not picking him up tonight. But if I was picking up players tonight, Chubb would probably be at the top of my list because I think he's got the most ceiling. Um, and I like to play for ceiling. Um, and then Matt, it would be Mac after that. Mac looked real good against the Jets. Yeah, he he was running really well. Um, now, in terms of actual playing time, I think Hines actually played more snaps. Um, I'm gonna I'm saying it, but I'm gonna confirm it. Um, it's a dicey situation with Hines and with Mac because well, Hines in that was, offense in totality. Uh, Hines was really devalued against the Jets. Yeah, he he played a lot, but he didn't touch. Like, yeah, forty three percent of the snaps for Hines. 35 for Mac, 19 for Turbin. They basically left Wilkins on the bench. He I didn't think play they, at all. You should leave Turbin on the bench. I mean, Hines looked good uh, a couple weeks ago, too. He's another guy. Turbin looked okay, but I think he may have gotten dinged up. But anyway, the point is, if Hines played 43% of the snaps, but three three carries, three targets. Yeah, nothing. Right. So, you know, again, they were sort of – if the Jet, I don't know if the Jets picked up on that, but they were doing the same kind of thing where if Mac was in the game, he was running the football. Right. I think, <clears throat> based on what I saw last week, I'd be surprised if Mac wasn't at 50 or better snap percentage this week mm. because he got through the game unscathed for mm. the first time all year. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely liking Mac. Um, Murray is a guy you definitely want to get him, especially if you're a Cook owner, but you don't – I mean, Cook did play. So Cook's now a week healthier. He could come back to volume next week. We don't know. Yeah, don't over if, – if you've gone this long without Murray, don't overreach for him now because – you know. Well, I'd go, I'd go hard for Murray if I had Cook. You hear what I'm saying, though, but, but, yeah. but, but with well, Cook you just don't know in better shape to come back now if, probably, if, right? If your goal is to make sure you have a guy in your lineup this week that you like, Murray may not satisfy that. Yeah. Because if Cook's 100% or even close to it going into this weekend, Murray's looking at a timeshare if he's lucky. Mm-hmm. Right. So in a scenario like that, you're probably off taking Barber 
better off taking Barber because I think he's likely to hang on to at least 60% of the action this week. Yeah, let's talk about Barber and Ronald Jones and the Buccaneers. That's because that, that, Do we have to? Well, it's just a little bit. <laughs> no, just the, the passing game is like <clears throat> Excuse me. so... And I apologize for my voice. I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, <laughs> the passing game there is great. You know what I mean? And, and Winston's back. They've got so many weapons. And, and you've got kind of like the... The plotting straight-ahead runner in Barber, and to me, like, Jones... I wouldn't call him plotting straight-ahead for what it's worth. Um, just he's I'm, more I'm in, a big fan of him. I know. So I get he, a little he's a, li- he's a little bit more in that category than he is a diverse back, right? And doesn't Ronald Jones maybe I give a little really bit more? I think he's a really underrated player, and I think <clears throat> his performance so far, I think a lot of people have assumed he's played poorly. He's been caught in nasty matchups, so they've been throwing the ball all year. Mm. So I don't even... like. Last week was sort of like the unveiling of their running game in some ways. Um, but anyway, as far as this week goes, let me see here. You're looking at they're hosting Cleveland. So it's it's a decent matchup, not yeah. a great one. Yeah. They can defend. They're, they're pretty good. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be a barber week. I think they're going to do a lot of, you know, pound barber, get some play action going. Um, but I, do, I would imagine they'll try to throw on Cleveland. Uh, they've got a lot of weapons. Cleveland's got some good corners, but they're not deep. Yeah. So they they should be able to get them with numbers. Mm. Um, Smallwood should be a relatively safe play this week. You're not going to probably get more action than you got last week, but you know he never really broke thro- through last week. He didn't get a score. Got 18 carries though. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. And I think that'll be there again. Um, maybe not 18. I think maybe it'll be closer to like 15 apiece this yeah. week. It, it does appear. I think by all. If you're going to look at it with clean eyes, it looks like they like Clement a little bit more. Yeah, I agree with you. But but I do think it's I think their love for Smallwood's a little underrated. I, I think he's a guy they actually do really like. There's a reason that he's managed to stay around. Yeah, he year. look he was like fourth on the depth chart for a long time, and he's he keeps third, making the team. Yeah, right. And he, well, he's he's been battling a knee thing for a couple of years, uh, and I think he's sort of over it. So we're seeing what he's like healthy now. Um, and he's a really nice, versatile back. I think the underrated thing about Smallwood is how hard he plays. Um, he runs real hard. Yeah. Um, you know, you wouldn't know it to look at him. Um, we talked about it in the fantasy huddle last year, which is a year ago, August. You know, I've, I mentioned him as you know, and uh, yeah. Fabiano was there. He's like, wow, that's a really deep one. I'm like, well, oh, deep, but talent there. You know, yeah, worth well, talking about. Smallwood's a guy that we've liked since since he came out. Um, and 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 again, the fact that the Eagles have hung on to him, sort of. Tells you something. Through hell or high water means I think that they they see him as a guy they're going to have on their team for a while. Um, and I do think he and Clement will be the backfield until Sproles comes back, and then we reevaluate. Yep. You know, I uh, don't think Sproles is coming back this week, though. Um, and then, you know, Ito Smith is now the bell of the ball this week. you got a lot of big names saying that he's the guy to pick up. I don't have a problem with it. I think he's a good ad. But I do think, you know, he is in the Coleman role to Coleman's Freeman role. Yeah. And I don't see that changing. Mm. Um, there's a whole bunch of reasons why that's not going to change. Smith is a rookie is the first one. He's not built for a bigger role. He's a tiny little guy. Mm. So, you know, I think if you can continue to get the kind of performance out of Smith that you've been getting, you'd be pretty happy. I think. Yeah, he found the zone a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah. No. And he'll, you know, he's, uh, he's been involved in the red zone, but you know, Rationally, I can't see any reason why he would get more than a third of the action down there to Coleman. It doesn't make sense that he would get more than that. Yeah, I agree with you. And the other part on that, too, is like, you know, he takes the Coleman role, but Coleman's better at the Coleman role than he is still. So it's well, like. Well, I mean, he's right? been real good so far. Yeah. And, you know, Smith is a guy we liked in our rookie ranks. If you go back, we, we had very positive things to say about him. I drafted him in a couple leagues, having fun with that. Yeah. Um, it's just you know he's a small back. Yeah, he's a he's wee. Um, <laughs> you know that's it's just the way it is. Now just he, a whittle back. Yeah, I mean like you know he got eleven <laughs> carries last week, but and he scored and everybody's excited about that. But it was eleven carries for twenty two yards. Yeah, he got nothing. Yep. You know, so let's 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 not go too crazy here. And on the year, you know he had he had you know, week three he had forty one receiving yards, but since then he's got seventeen mm. total. Mm. So you know I I think people have to. Uh, keep it real with Ito Smith. That that that's really all I'm saying. Well, he's he, young and he's five nine, 190 pounds. Yeah, he's young and small. And there's another running back on the list who's you know big and old, Frank Gore. They're getting a little <laughs> bit of getting a little bit of juice. Uh, yeah, Gore. Miami, you know, right? Gore's a guy you can use this week while the Dolphins are using him too much. You know. Yep. Uh, Davis is a guy you can probably use. Another one. Yeah. 
Um, none of these guys are very exciting. Uh, Ronald Jones is a lot more exciting than most of the people above him. So's Foreman. Yeah. Because those guys have a chance at maybe doing something big. Eventually, of course, yeah. Of course, they also Jones. have a chance of a chance of never doing anything at all. Yeah. Um, you know, their stashes. Um, we may see Foreman on the field this week. We may not. We don't mm. know. Um, so that's about it. I'll have probably three or four more running backs in the late wire. Uh, let's jump down to the receivers because yeah, I know we've really been going a while. So, yeah, so but there's some good, there's some real talent out there that you know, in leagues like you know, aren't 100 percent sewn up. So they're worth yeah, talking is, about it. Take a look at them. Yeah, I mean Goodwin is an easy one. That's obvious. The top two, yeah, Marquise Goodwin think, and, and Chris Godwin. I mean, Godwin just guys. keeps getting it done. Yeah. Um, you know, I I, <laughs> I actually didn't have him in my lineup last week, and I I would have won if I put him in there. So I'm sort of kicking myself. Mm. But his snap total had been so low. Uh, he was under 50% the week before that, which was con- concerning for me. He was only 56% uh, last week. Like, he and Deshaun Jackson are essentially splitting time. Yeah. I mean, the, the Buccaneers, man. I Adam Humphreys, again, 77% of the snaps. They love him out there. Deshaun really Jackson, do. 52 What yeah. are you guys doing? I know. They love Humphreys. The- uh, yeah, I mean, I like Humphreys, too. But, I mean... <laughs> Really? Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, look, last week he actually made a big play. He was three for 82. But, I mean, four targets on the day. It's not like this guy's playing some huge Wes Welker role. Right. It's not like he's making some big impact in the game. It, it's very very odd to me that they're doing this. And, mm. and Godwin has got a slot skill set. This is not some guy you have to play outside. Yeah, he can I would do both. Say if, if Chris Godwin was made to play one area, I would say probably slot. Mm. I mean, he's gifted and can play inside out no doubt but it drives me nuts when teams don't put their three best players on the field yeah you wonder what it is you wonder what they're seeing i i i, I don't know i mean i it has something to do with the system and and adherence to a system they like humphreys there because of the way he runs his routes and he provides some stability predictable yeah but i, I don't know it's it's a strange situation i thought it would have been a little bit of a you know addressed by now, yeah. but it really hasn't been. Um, it's something to watch every week, but you know, right now I think you have to assume that it's going to be this kind of you know split between Godwin and Jackson. The thing is, when Godwin's in the game, he's getting targeted heavily. Yeah. He played half the snaps with nine targets. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, you got Winston's first game under his belt, so maybe it changes a little bit. You maybe, maybe Fitzpatrick just didn't know what to do with him. But 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 think about this: you basically have these two guys sharing a spot, right? both playing in the 50 percentile area of the snaps. But what are their target totals between the two of them? 18. Yeah. <laughs> That's just sort of weird. Yeah. I, maybe it's me. <laughs> Something not right's going yeah, on. Yeah, no, I agree with you. They, um, they can't make up their mind. Yeah. So anyway, Godwin's producing even at these low numbers. They're targeting this position a lot. He's worth an ad. Gabriel, I think, is a guy who could start to slow down a little, dry up at yeah, some point. But yeah. he's locked in right now, so I think roll with it. Yeah. Um. The the problem for him is Miller's back. Miller only caught one ball last week. It was a touchdown. I think his target share is going to increase. And I Trey think, Burton's increases a little too. Well, I don't know if it will or not. I hope it does. Yeah. Um. But I think A. Rob's will as well. Um. So there's a that team is a huge target battle. Gabriel has earned targets. Miller's earned targets. A-Rob's are in targets. Cohen's are in targets. It's going to be tough to feed all these guys. Mm. That's just the way it is. Kuti, uh, again, looked good. Yeah. Uh, Paul Richardson, again, uh, played hurt, looked good. Uh, Christian Kirk played played well, again. Uh, Callaway played poorly, again. But that team's dying around him. Yeah, they got no Higgins. They can't, they don't, they yeah. can't put him on the bench. Yeah. And he's playing Tampa this week. Yeah. So I moved him up. I got a feeling Callaway's a good play this week. Mm. Uh, Albert Wilson, I, I, we've been saying for a month now, why don't they give this guy more touches? Had another phenomenal game last week. Will they start to like feature him in a more meaningful way? They should. I would agree. But, you know, it's Miami. They... They love getting Amendola 96%. Man, that was just one of those. I mean, Amendola should still be in New England. Yeah. There's just, you know, there's just no way around it. 
But you know, we we talked about that though. I mean, they they, yeah, were, yeah. they overpaid for him. You know, they yep. paid they paid for past production. And, you know, the Patriots will give you guys if you're willing to overpay. Absolutely, they, they, yep. they're never going to year do it. early versus a year uh, late. That's Willie the Sneed continues to be very predictable. Very had a nice solid. week last week. Yeah. Yep. Just keeps sort of getting it done. Doesn't blow you away. Doesn't doesn't wreck the bell curve. But he just continues to look good. Good in PPR. He's a steady contributor. Yep. He gets a lot of targets. A lot of receptions. Plays about seventy percent of the snaps. Yeah. Um, you know, 10 targets last week, so his targets were a little bit up. Caught, but but basically, you know, three for three for 40, six for 56, five for 55, seven for 60. That's his last four weeks. I mean, this guy just checks in at the same damn number yeah. every week. The other it's thing, too, the other thing, too, is that I, I like players on offenses that are getting better, and Baltimore looks like they're getting better. They they're, they look like they're going to be a factor. I think they're, they're Maybe. yeah. Maybe. So he's a guy I picked up a couple uh, weeks ago. Rodgers is a guy I think makes the most sense for people who have T.Y. Hilton. Chester Rodgers, yeah. Uh, right. I think Hilton, as soon as he comes back, I think Rodgers dries up a little bit, yeah. so he's not a long-term fix for you. Reynolds is a guy who I think makes a lot of sense to roster him if you have any of the Rams' big three. Yep. Because he's the fourth receiver off the bench, and he's good. So I think if you have Cup, if you've got Woods, if you've got Cooks, not a bad guy to put at the end of your bench yep. because you don't have to worry about an injury. Forgot uh, one. Forgot one that we cited earlier when we were talking about Dak Prescott, yeah, which go is ahead. Cole Beasley. Yeah, Beasley. Yeah. You sort of, and Beasley is what he is. Is he going to keep getting that volume? I don't think so. I think he was the guy that fit against Jacksonville. Yeah. But but they should be using him more. So he's. I think he's a decent ad in big PPRs. Um, DJ Moore... You know, like five keep, more yards keep than last saying week. It. Yeah, keep um, saying it. Made a couple dumb mistakes, but they are starting to get him mo- more involved, if you will. Yep. Um, so I still think he's a great stash. He's the kind of guy where all of a sudden, boom. Yeah, when it happens, you'd rather have right. him on your roster than have to pay 50 right. bucks of your free agent money. Exactly. You just took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, David Moore's been doing decent sorry, yeah. more every week. Yeah. Uh, definitely a guy worth adding in deep leagues. Um, Meredith and Smith coming off the bye now. They're going to play again. Status of Ginn's knee is a factor. Yeah, there. those that, those are good ones. They can really help right. you. Yep. There, if you've been relying on Ginn as a flex, maybe add. Yeah. I would add Traquan personally. Um, Justin Hardy throwing in there just because the Falcons have two injured receivers. If either one of them stay hurt through the end of the week, he could be a decent flex play in deep. Yeah, good player. Yeah. Um, and then Ratley is just I don't even know that much about Ratley. I'm not going to lie, but he may be playing heavy snaps this week. Yeah. Against a really bad defense. Yeah, Hardy's a kind of a guy who jumps off the page there just because of what's going on he's with Sanu talent. and Ridley, right? Yeah, right. he's he knows that system too. He's been he's been he, he's familiar. Oh yeah, with yeah. That. You know, he, yeah. he's there. And I mean, Ratley, Ratley just you know he had eight targets last week, played most of the snaps. Yeah. I don't love the guy, but if everything holds true there and it's the same basic lineup this week, he's a pretty you know he's he's sort of like Chester Rogers mm. two weeks ago, mm-hmm. you know. Higgins coming back anytime soon? It's an MCL. Uh, it's worrisome. It's an MCL. Yeah. So the problem is even when he comes back, you have to get a look at him. Yeah. Because he's a guy who needs to be able to get out of his breaks. We'll see. Yeah. You know, it's too bad. That was a bummer of an injury because he was just starting was just to starting. Yeah, he went from like three targets to like ten targets, and here exactly. he comes. And yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So the tight ends, we've talked about the big names. Doyle, uh, I have no feel for this guy. I mean, they said he was week to week a month ago. Mm. So, I mean, in theory, he should be back any time. The minute he's back, he should be a really good PPR tight end. Um, Hooper's a guy you can play any time. Yeah, nice week last and week. And he'll, he'll give you two for nine. Yeah. He'll give you two for 90 and a touch. Yeah. He can do a lot of different things. Uh, Vance McDonald is similar to Hooper in that way. Yeah. He's going to have up weeks and down weeks. The thing but, with him is they got Jesse James there, too, so you never know which one they're going to kind of get the juice to, you know? Uh, it's McDonald. Yeah, yeah. But James is doing a lot more bigger than I thought he was when I saw him. McDonald, uh, yeah, he's huge. He's a big, fast monster. Mf'er, yeah. He can. He, I, I loved him at Rice, but then he came in rookie year and he couldn't catch anything. Yeah, but he seems to have gotten past the drop season. The thing about McDonald is once he's got the ball, yeah, he's he's like he's <laughs> not like not Gronk, but he's got elements of Gronk. He's Gronk-ish. Yeah, definitely Gronk-ish. And then Swaim is available everywhere. Yeah, um, worth and, a look. He's not, yeah, not bad, not terrible. He's, you know, and another guy I could have put out there would be uh, like a Ben Watson. The reason I didn't add <laughs> Watson is because he's splitting snaps with Josh Hill now. Yeah. So you could you could really add Watson or Hill at this point. The funny thing is, is Hill has been on like waiver wires. It feels like for a hundred years, and it's one of those guys I can never just click on. I can never, I, I, I just can't. And it's can't probably get over of, the hill. Yeah, and I think it's because Ben Watson's just been there so bloody long. It's crazy. So. um 
yeah, that's it for the guys that were on the morning waiver wire. Obviously, Ito's an upgrade. Yeah. I will probably have, I'm going to say, 10 to 15 more players in the final wire. I'll Excellent. have that up on Rotobon probably. It will probably be up by the time this podcast is up. So if you're listening to the podcast, you should be able to go to Rotobon for the waiver wire. It'll cool. definitely be up by about 530. And then just one thing to add to what Pete yeah. said, talking about Austin Hooper, last week, nine receptions, 71 yards, and a touchdown. So Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a monster He's last involved, week. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, last week, remember, um, Ridley went down early. Yep. Sanu went down. Yep. So there was a big target vacuum there. He's not going to get that kind of opportunity week to week. Probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Just, right. So you know, don't try to buy those stats. That's not what you're getting. Yeah. And remember, you got a, a, a couple big buys this week: Pittsburgh, Green Bay, and then Seattle and Oakland. Lesser teams, but plenty of fantasy talent and relevance on those teams. So yeah, and get for after folk, it. Yes, and for folks who are, you know, if you don't get what you want tonight, you get out bid, you get out positioned on waiver priority, that kind of thing. Check out the initial lineup rankings i may have some ideas for tight ends and stuff like that you can use the weekly rankings for your streamers there you go yeah right. good stuff and you can always get pete at rotobon and i'm at at weei hacksaw i got a fun article coming out on thursday so check that one out nice but uh go socks sort of, tonight sort of ironic i liked your one last week on the yankees thank you that was, <laughs> it, was fun. it was funny man but it's sort of ironic that you have that patriot fan throwing the beer yeah, I know. I know. As soon as, yeah, it's it's in print. It gets like you a million you, likes, and then the patsy. Make, I know. You can't make it up. Man. I know. Yeah, that's yeah. Thanks to that asshole. Well done. <laughs> yeah, he, he read your article. That yeah. was probably a Yankee. Hey, fan. I'm a dick too. Yeah, that was probably a Yankee fan and a patsy. He's the he's the rare Yankee fan and Patriots fan combo. No, no, no. I'm saying he was. No, he's a. He was giant, an imposter. He was a giant yeah. fan who showed up just to ruin. He was a Patriots imposter just exactly. to screw up my article. I love it. Exactly. That's great. You know what? There's one in every bunch. There sure is. Yeah. I mean, the first Jet game I ever went to, I was blown away because all these Jet fans were throwing full beers on the players as they left the field. And it was a loss. So they were throwing them at our players. Like throwing full beers at the yeah. Jets as they run off the field. And I look at my dad. I'm like, Dad, what? what's going on what's here? What's going on? This yeah. is, you know. And he's like, they're drunk, son, you know. And I'm yeah. Like, oh. That's really okay. the, that's really the story. It's just, it's just, they're just drinking too much. That's all it is. My I mean, first yeah. two football experiences, that was my <laughs> second one. The first football game I ever went to, I was about four years old. I went to the Jet-Giant game at the Yale Bowl. Yeah. They were, you know, we talk about, like, today's society, like we're a bunch of savages sometimes. But this is like 1973. Oh, or look, something. it was. I mean, yeah, Foxborough. Uh, damn, they near were gonna... throwing full bottles yeah. of beer. Yeah, one of them landed like three seats to my left and like shattered. Yeah. My mom was like, "I want to go home." Look, in '79, they, they uh, damn near electrocuted the entire, uh, the entire <laughs> entirety of Route One on Monday Night Football. <laughs> so, you know, so yeah, Foxborough humans have been doing stupid stuff for a long time. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no it's doubt. really nothing new. Yeah. Anyway, social so, media is the difference. So. Yeah, you're probably right. Okay, so um, actually, we don't. Yeah, again, by the time you guys listen to this pod, Rotobon waiver wire should be up. So if you play in a 12, 14, 16 team league, got you covered. There'll be more options up there. Yes. All right, folks. Good luck. We will talk to you again on Sunday, Fantasy Football Hour, 8 a.m. Don't miss it. And by the way, big meeting tomorrow. We're going to try to get more time. Woo! All right. <laughs> Later, folks. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty. $5 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.